Welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast, where you'll hear inspiring stories and life lessons from amazing Hell Yes entrepreneurs who are running their for-purpose businesses and living their Hell Yes lives. I'm your host, Norman Bell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. I am your host, Norman Bell, and I'm excited today. I, my, as my guest, I have Matthew Wilson. Let me tell you a little something about Matt. Matthew is the founder of 3x5goals.com. Now, Matthew spent more than 10 years studying the principles behind effectively managing time, being productive, and working towards the achievement of goals. He tried a, a variety of different methods, but found them complicated and overwhelming. And I hear, 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 uh, Matthew, yeah, right. completely. I'm lo- lo- looking forward to talking about that. One day, he picked up a three by five card and decided that if it didn't fit on there, it wasn't important. And we'll be diving into that more in just a bit here. Um, some of Matt's uh, entrepreneurial endeavors have included product inventing, podcasting, blogging, real estate investing, pet portraits, and more. And we'll be talking about those pet portraits, I guarantee you. In addition <laughs> to his own blog, he is a contributor to many large publications, including Entrepreneur.com, Ask Men, Good Men Project, Addicted to Success, and more. Matthew, please well, uh, welcome to the podcast. All right. Thank you. That was quite the introduction. I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, happy, happy to have you. And I'm excited to kind of, we can talk, you know, we can talk about a, a broad range of stuff. Like I said, at some point, I want to t- touch in on those pet portraits. I love, I love to hear um, entrepreneurs <laughs> up to a variety of different things. But, um, you know, th- the main thing I think we've connected about is, is productivity. And that seems to be one of the main uh, kind of topics that is on your plate right now. And I know that for me, and I'm sure for a lot of our hell yes entrepreneurs out there, uh, productivity is a big, big issue. I know that, that for me, I've tried a variety of different things. I think you and I talked about the one thing, for example, I've you know, yeah. that a little GTD, you know, getting things done. And I tried, tried setting that up a little bit. And um, I've got different apps that I try to use and, and none of it, very few of them really stick for long periods of time. So I'm looking forward to hearing your take on things. So why don't you go ahead and um, give us a little bit of an uh, overview of what you're up to and uh, let's dive in. Sounds great. Well, um, just a little bit more on that backstory. Like you said, yeah. early on um, years ago, I you know uh, was working a job, had uh, side hustles, raising a family, five kids involved in church and community. I'm just not, you know, the type of guy that had a lot of extra time on my hands. And so I had to be very careful with my time. And I've always been interested in goal setting. Um, for some reason, I've tried different things over the years. It just never really stuck. And I, as I, as I interact with people, I'm finding that that's the case more and more. There's a lot of people that in New Year's resolutions, for example, by February, the, the overwhelming majority have already either abandoned them or failed or given up or something. And I got really complicated with my goals. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I had a keyword, a theme for the year. I had 15 goals, five categories, three goals in each one. And I can still remember coming up with the third category for one of my, or third goal for one of my categories, just because I didn't have one. And I had to have 15. Like it was some weird thing in my brain. It was like, I got to have that third one. So I just made something up just to stick it in there. It meant nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, it was soon after that, I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. There's got to be something different. So I went from one extreme to the other. Um, it was all complicated all over the place. And I thought, you know, 
um, one day, I, like you said, I picked up a three by five car and I thought to myself, if it doesn't fit on here, I don't need it. And uh, I just, everything kind of went away. It, it helped me focus and it really zeroed in. It forced me to focus mm-hmm. because we live in an overwhelmingly distracting world and there's so much going on, especially social media, all the tabs in your browser and your phone and alerts and this and that. And focus is like the number one thing that I keep hearing from entrepreneurs as the biggest roadblock to keeping them from achieving their goals. Mm-hmm. So um, I set out to kind of conquer this and uh, started with the three by five card and have kind of grown this into a whole bunch of different uh, teachings and practices and things that really help me stay on track. And, you know, hopefully some of this we can share today and unpack and, and help some of the listeners as well. That's great. That's great. I look forward to kind of delving more into this. Now, the one thing that, that popped into my head when you said, you know, fit, everything you can fit on a three by five card, well, I can write pretty small. So yes. I, I could fit all 15 of those goals on there if you really push me to do so. And I have a hard time cutting things out, you know, like I, I want to do all of it. So um, yeah, let's, let's go in there a little bit more. So what is this, what, what's kind of system or steps came out of that? Uh, that some of our uh, listeners might be able to put into practice? Well, I have, um, I've broken the, the card down into different sections because um, only some of it is what you're going to do with your day. Um, some of it is what time you're going to commit to waking up. So you start by keeping a commitment to yourself. I used to be the biggest snoozer in the world. I hit snooze three or four or five times and it, it, it just seeped into my mentality. You start the day not keeping a commitment. Think about that. You, mm-hmm. you, you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up at six. And then 6.15 and then 6.30, whatever, your snooze. And already five times you've not kept a commitment with yourself before you even woke up. Mm-hmm. You know? And so as soon as I realized that, I thought, that's ridiculous. You know? And I'm not only that, but I'm also interrupting my sleep. But yet it feels so good. We want to roll over, go back to bed. Anyways, um, part of the card is your commitment to waking up on time, on the time that you say you're going to. Um, on the back, there's, there's this little section called the thinkubator which captures ideas because your brain is meant to be a factory, not a warehouse. So you don't want the ideas storing up in there or it, you, you feel like you have to hang on to them or else you're going to lose them. Nobody wants to lose ideas yeah. and it, it, it clutters up your mind. And right. so one of the most freeing things you can do and the, one of the biggest ways that you can complement your mind is by freeing it up by writing stuff down as it comes. Yeah. And so I've always got a little space. I carry my cards around with me. If ever a, an idea pops in my mind, a headline, an article, or a thought, or a solution to some problem, or whatever. I'll just jot it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my, my uh, action items are on one side, the five things I'm going to do today. I have those prioritized. That's nothing new. It's Productivity 101. Um, work, work on the, the most important thing first, and then start on number two after that. I teach that because it works. But I've also integrated, um, there's a little check-in at the end of the day where you talk about, or you write in uh, the, something you're grateful for, something you could have done better, and a mini win. So you celebrate. So little things along the way. Um, Darren Hardy taught this in The Compound Effect, one of my favorite books. The little things that you do every day are what make the biggest difference. And mm-hmm. so I've integrated a whole bunch of these little things into a card, and you use a card every single day. So it really forces you to make those things habits in your life. And it's something very simple. So I took this complicated system and I just simplified and took the most important, most powerful aspects and put them on the front and back of a card, kind of designed it. So, cause I'm a design, my background is in, in design. I'm a creative director by trade. And so I made it look really pretty for myself and I started using them, started hearing a lot of people ask about them. And so I started loaning them out to people and started getting a lot of good feedback and it kind of just grew from there. Okay, great, great. So it's already out, out there. People are using these and, and uh, getting, yeah. getting good results from them. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so let me, um, gosh, there's, a, there's a, actually all those different pieces. I swear, this is really a lot of, of what's kind of up for me and I'll bet a lot of our listeners too is like, you know, let's, you wake up and then what, right? As an yeah. entrepreneur or sidepreneur or whatever you're, you're going to do, like how do you, you know, prioritize um, what you're going to work on? And so, okay, so I just want to bookmark these in my own mind. I don't have, oh, here's, I have a pen handy. Um, <laughs> But we have that morning routine, so we can talk about that. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, and then also about how to, um, how to decide what is that, you know, first most important thing. Um, but then, but, but before we get into that, I just want to ask, um, why, why a, a, a physical three by five card? Because when you were talking there about writing down ideas on the back, I was thinking, well, I have a Google Docs app. Uh, that's what I use, or I've used Evernote in the past, that kind of a thing. Um, what, g give me the pitch on why I should use this card instead of um, this app on my phone. That's great. I wrote, I wrote a blog, and it was called Paper or Pixel. Oh, uh -huh. And uh, kind of broke that down. But um, I'm not opposed to technology. I use technology a lot in my life. Um, what I have found is the three by five card is the, the thinnest app that's out there. It's a single sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. I can pull it out and write something down a lot faster than you can open up your phone, find your app, open it up, punch it in and close it and you know, save it. I, it's, it's a convenience. So I use it as a bookmark. I put it in my wallet. I can put it, uh, a woman can put it in her purse or uh, carry it in my pocket. It goes around with me everywhere I go. And it's a heck of a lot thinner than any phone that's out there. So while I'm not, opposed to technology, I embrace technology. This is just a shortcut to jot stuff down. And I teach for this system uh, an a language of abbreviation. So write in keywords, just like you would do a Google search. We all live in this world of keywords. So you don't have a lot of real estate and you don't have a lot of time. So we're just keeping things simple. Again, one of my principles is simple, simple works. So you're just gonna jot things down in form of keywords. And then when you have time, you transfer them over into an environment of uh, you know, your Evernote or your Trello or, you know, whatever okay. system that you use, then, you know, I teach integrating it into all of, all of that. Yeah. But um, the more important thing here is the principles. So yeah. if, you, if you're adamantly opposed to paper, you know, follow the principles, still write stuff down. If, if it's not a piece of paper, and if you use your phone, that's fine too. It doesn't have to be a piece of paper, <laughs> but it just so happens that for me and a lot of people, we kind of still like paper. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it I'm works. actually, I'm, I'm drilling into the details because I'm almost kind of desperate for it to find like, okay, what, now what do you do? So you write it down on the paper <laughs> and then you, when do you transfer it? At 7 p.m. or at 8 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny. Well, it sounds, sounds like that writing down the ideas because your head is not meant to store all this. That, I can remember that from, from the GTD program, right? From getting things done. They, they, they yeah. say that. Like if you have an open loop in your head, yeah, and um, you're you're constantly going to be uh, okay at seven o'clock. I got to remember that I da da da, right? So you write, you get get that down somewhere. Um, so that that sounds like that fits with that. Yeah, very important. I've lost ideas before, and I I know a lot of entrepreneurs have tons of thoughts, and in fact, that's what keeps us scattered. Is we're always pursuing things. And we're afraid of not pursuing something and the fact that it, it might be the thing. And so I, I, gotta, I can't not pursue it. I can't not find out. So yeah. um, we end up doing too much and uh, not saying no to enough and saying yes to just the simple few things that matter most. And so um, a, a really simple way to do that is you don't have that fear of losing the idea. Just get it out, write it on paper, even in your phone. That's fine. Store it for later. And then you can always go back and go, oh, you know, maybe now's the time to pursue that. 
but you keeping it up here, you just clog your memory and you task your mind with additional responsibilities. Now it has to keep track of that. Yeah. So I just teach, get it out. If it comes in, get it out. And you'll actually develop that creative muscle where ideas will start flowing more freely when you do that. Cause yeah. your brain, something happens. Your brain says, Oh, I can now produce more ideas because I know they're going to just keep coming out and freeing up space for, for other thoughts. Okay. I'm going to keep playing devil's advocate for this on this because, um, I, I, I'm a creative person. I come up with ideas all the time and I think maybe I can identify with that again, you know, probably a lot of listeners can as well. Um, and I do, I do get them down into my Google doc and then, but then they get buried under a whole yeah. bunch of other ideas. And so is there any, anything to do to kind of sort through or organize your ideas so they don't, you know, I have notebooks <laughs> that are like in boxes somewhere that's like, I know I've already written all about this, but I don't know where that notebook is, you know, right. anything about well, that. That's where online comes in handy because you can just search by topic. You can say, what did I ever say about, you know, uh, time management? So you can type that in and your, your entries will come up, will keyword will highlight that. But what I do is um, I'll drop my ideas down and then I'll file my cards at the end of the day. And after about a month or so, I get a big stack and I sit down on a Sunday afternoon or, or sometime when I have a little bit of downtime, I'll pull out my stack of cards and then I'll key them in and I'll put them in the, the, the documents that are appropriate to the idea. So um, I've invented a few things. So I kind of like inventing products. So I have product ideas come to me all the time. Yeah. So I've got a space, a place for that. And there, I just use Google Docs, but I've got a place called, you know, for, for product ideas. I've got a place right. for content. Yeah. I get a lot of content ideas, articles and headlines and things that for the publications that I write for new thoughts and ideas. And so I've got a place for that. So then you kind of silo by topic, right? Your different categories. And then when you're, you're filing, you're just putting them in the right silo. Got it. And that's another way to sort of free up your mind from feeling like, Oh no, I'm going to lose this idea. And just this, you know, pile of ideas in my Google docs. Oh no, it's in the content doc and yeah. I know that it's safe there and I'll be able to locate yeah. when the time is yeah. yeah. And you'll be amazed if you do this after a couple of years, you go back and read some of your old ideas, things that you thought were amazing. You were like, that was kind of dumb. I don't know why I even wrote it down and vice versa. Sometimes right. you'll find something and it'll ignite and you'd be like, wow, where, you know, where's this been for the, I could have really used this, but I'm glad I discovered it now. Right. And it's just funny how our minds forget things over time. And you, you actually produce a lot of really great ideas. Everybody does. Yeah. So sometimes we're not um, conscious about uh, and deliberate about writing them down. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to shift topic to two things that I feel go hand in hand. So there's sort of, um, you, you talked about getting up at, you know, that, that commitment to I'm getting up at X o'clock, right? I'm getting up at six, six thirty, five, whatever it is. Exactly. And um, so there's the morning routine and then connected to that, I feel is, is um, a good night's sleep, right? So yeah. uh, getting to bed, you have to get to bed at the right time to, to wake up at the right time and feel like you're going to be able to get up. So take whichever one of those two you feel like starting with. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all does have to do with your routine. Yeah. Um, blocking off time, setting, uh, setting intentional blocks of time to the things that are most important so you get stuff done. By the end of the day, if you've gotten the most important things done, you don't have guilt about going to bed early or whatever because you feel accomplished. And if you've done the things that are most important, it will matter and it'll move you forward. So by the end of the day, what I do is a wrap up and I take five minutes and I fill out my card. And I fill out tomorrow's card before I go to bed. Uh -huh. One of the things that I like to do is queue up the very first task tomorrow. 
it's, it's much the same principle as teeing up a golf ball. So if I'm going to write in my first task tomorrow morning is uh, let's, let's say that it's writing a blog. Well, the very first part of that task is to open a word document, right? Or a Google document, a blank one. And then I'm, I can write. So I'm going to do that before I go to bed. So when I come back to my computer the next morning, I don't come into Facebook and see videos. And then 20 minutes later, I can't even remember why I sat down. Yeah. yeah. When I open my computer, I've already queued up my task for the day and I go right into it before yeah. I get distracted. Yeah. Because those early morning hours are your most, um, usually for most people, the way that we're wired, those are your most productive, your most thought producing, the most valuable uh, hours because your brain is fresh and uh, you can produce some of your best work in those hours. So anyways, I, uh, to, to answer, go, go, going back to your question about routines, um, I wake up and I go, I go right into my routine. Everybody has a routine. That's nothing new. Um, I certainly teach about routines in my, in my, uh, my course and all the, you know, working with students and things that about, um, how routines is one of like five or six elements that I teach from a holistic point of view that either pulls you away from or moves you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. So the cards, those are just a kind of a tactical execution of my, of my system. Um, I have uh, a holistic approach to, um, it's an acronym that I developed it's called heart goals, H E R T and it's habits, accountability, uh, habits, environment, accountability, routine, and time management. And without those elements in the right place, you'll be pulled in different directions and you can have the, the, the most, uh, I guess, organized system in the world and you're, you're not going to get anywhere because, um, those are such strong forces that pull people in different directions. So we have to get a lot right besides just the, you know, blocking your time off and, and scheduling things. That's one, one element certainly, but there's so much more. That's awesome. So Matt, and I, I know that, you know, we'll make sure that people can get in touch with you after this, if they want to just delve into your courses and so forth. But can you, can you say those, um, those five words again, oh, sure. the heart acronym? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, uh, H is for habits. Mm-hmm. E is for accountability is for, <laughs> sorry, not accountability. It's a, um, E is for, um, Environment. Your environment. So we have four environments that affect us, our physical environment, our mental, our social, and now our virtual environment. And those are all environments. If your environment isn't right, it can pull you. We've all experienced that. So our environment has to be right. Um, accountability is the A. And then routines and time management. Okay. Okay. Love it. So that's the uh, A. H-E-R-T. Nice. So, I mean, of course, Hell Yes Lifers out there listening to this, you know, you can get a lot more uh, by delving into Matt's courses. But I think even hearing those different areas can, can at least give you something to focus on. Habit, environment, accountability, routines, and time management, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it starts with awareness and awareness can take you quite a ways. Just being aware of what's going on around you. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of, I have a blog and I, I write a lot. So there's a lot of content on my site that, that walks people through all this and the cards and so forth and how they're structured and everything. So yeah. there's a lot of information there that you can get for free. That's just available to people. Cause I okay. I'm very passionate about teaching this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love it. As you can probably tell, I, I just, I geek out of it, uh, geek out of, uh, over it a little bit and sometimes too much, you know, sometimes yeah. I go a little bit too extreme. I have to pull myself back. But, um, Time, you know, when I, uh, one of this mom- the moments that I had um, when I realized a number of years ago how important my time was, um, it was just, it was kind of something that just happened gradually, but uh, it was a concept that kind of clung to me. It kind of sought me out and, and stuck with me. And that is, 
you don't, it's the one resource you never get back. And then we know this, you know, I mean, this isn't something new that I'm, that I'm coming up with. It's the, it's the one um, non-renewable resource and every single day is that precious. And so when you realize how important your time is, you, you automatically by default, the natural response will be to start figuring some of this stuff out because this stuff matters, you know, being productive with your time yeah. um, and, and utilizing a, you know, your, your waking hours in with, with routines and habits and getting an accountability partner to help you go faster. You know, all those things matter so much more when you understand how important your time is. So an awareness can take you a long way and can have, you know, huge changes in your life, just being aware of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you can be a successful entrepreneur if you don't at least, you know, have this on your radar, if not, you're actively working it in, in one way or another, because I, you know, I, I'm sure we can all identify with, you know, that we've each had uh, examples of, of the, the kind of day where you, nothing ha you know, you go straight to Facebook and you're just like all over the place yeah. all day. And then you just yeah. at three in the afternoon, you're like on the couch watching, binge watching Netflix <laughs> or something. And then the other kind of day where you, you, you're focused and you're, you know what you're doing, you get right into it and, and you're in the zone. I just love getting in the zone, like in, in the flow state and uh, oh, yeah. creative and you get more done than, you know, 20 of those other kind of days, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the key is just to start because people get overwhelmed by the task. Sometimes they'll set up, a, you know, I'm going to do this today and it's, it's big. And the key is if, if, if you find yourself, you know, if you're a listener listening to this and you find yourself, you know, that falling into that trap where it's, you know, how I'm going to do this, you know, and it's like, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's, you just have to start. So for example, I don't, you know, I wake up really early and I, one of the first things that I do in my morning routine is I exercise and I rarely wake up getting excited to go outside when it's cold and dark, get out of my warm bed and go exercise. And I'm like, you know, no, we're all human. Like it's okay to not be excited to go exercise. Yeah. But what I find is if I get up and I put my exercise clothes on, I, I don't have to commit to the exercise. I'm just going to put my clothes on for now. That's it. In, in your mind, it's like you're tricking your mind yeah. into starting the process. Yeah. And once you've gotten into that, now it's easier to take the next step. Well, I'll just go downstairs and, you know, I might lace up my shoes, you know. and No and, commitment. And, and I may not go out. I, might I still might not. <laughs> I'm not committing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so you can actually play games with your, with your mind to your own favor. And a lot of that is just by starting. So you apply those same principles to tasks that you're doing. If you're going to write. Say, ah, I'll just write a couple of sentences, you know, and if, if it feels overwhelming, just start and yeah. you'll be amazed at the confidence that it builds yeah. and the momentum that starts to kick in just by the mere act of starting something. It really is about that, isn't it? About starting, uh, it, it, you know, that, that there's the block right there. It's this, you know, this thing in your mind that, oh my God, I've, I've got to write my book, you know, or whatever. And just, yeah. oh, I, I, I used to get so intimidated by that, that you don't even pick up the, the pen at all. Um, but, you know, hey, I'm just going to write for two minutes and then you find yourself 20 minutes later. Right. Uh, let me ask, so tell me more about your morning routine. So you get it, what time do you get up? Uh, 4.45. Ooh. And then, um, cause it takes me about 10 minutes to, you know, wash my face and, you know, kind of shake off the, I, I don't, I'm not one of those that just, you know, snap and then I'm up. Like I kind of fade in to my day. Right. And so I really have to allow myself a little bit of time and then, um, I'll sit down and I'll do some personal study and I have a, um, a, a meditation that I go through, um, a visualization that I wrote myself and I teach this in, in, in what I do. Um, it comes from, um, a master plan document that I created that 
that fills in all the blanks for your vision and where you're going and your purpose and like all that stuff, yeah. right? Kind of the big plan. I call it your master plan for your life. Yeah. So um, I go through those and they're no more than just a couple of minutes each. The, the, um, the meditation is five minutes. Uh, you know, some people love to do 20 or 30 minutes. I don't have the luxury being a, a dad of five kids, yeah. you know, heading off to the office in the mornings and, and other things that I want to do with my morning. I just have kind of, that's, that's what works for me. There's no right or wrong answers. What's important is that you follow the principles of staying consistent with little things every day that matter and that make a big impact. So from there, I go down and I exercise and I come back up and then I spend about a half an hour at my desk um, doing the deep work, writing, um, passing on concepts that I'll pick up because I listen to a podcast while I run. Sometimes they're yours. I love this podcast oh, great. and I'll get ideas and it just gets, gets my brain flowing. And sometimes the ideas that I get during my po listening to podcasts aren't even related to the topic at all. Yeah. It just, it gets my brain going right. and my brain just starts coming up with things that um, then I'll come back from my run and I'll write stuff down. And that's why I go right in from exercise into uh, writing and producing content. And then I'll, I'll post for the day. I'll put some posts out. Um, I'll start some articles or things and I'll just work. And then I hop in the shower. And after that, by the time the kids are all awake and we're usually going a few, <laughs> few hundred different directions and then, you know, yeah. and and helping then, my wife and like all that stuff. So that's you've already going. gotten some good productive work done and you can, go, yeah. you know, get going with the rest of your day. What, yeah. what, I'm just curious, what time is that by the time you're like, okay, now the kids are up and we're, you know, getting up. Oh, that's about 6.45. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So you've already got two, about two hours there, even, even with getting yeah. up at 4.45. Yeah. Yeah. I, let's, I, I'm going to geek out a little bit here too. I, I think I, I, you know, this is one of my little pet, uh, favorite topics as well. And I find what I, what's for, for me personally, I, I get, I, you know, so I, me I meditate in the morning. I've been doing it for like 10 minutes. Um, I do have like a, actually I have this like, letter that I wrote to myself. This was like an exercise with another coach um, uh, that I recorded. So I listened to that. It's like oh, hey, very cool. a year from now and things are rocking and here's what's, you know, I don't know. Um, and, but I, I'm, I get kind of a little inconsistent with it. And sometimes I feel like I want to jump right to getting to work. And so I'm wondering if you have any, any, uh, is that's important. It sounds like that's important is really getting um, consistent with your routine. Consistent. Like, I'm not going to skip over this. I'm not going to do it in a different order. I just want it to be rote, sort of like I do this, yeah. this, this, and this. Is that right? Yeah. The first thing to remember is um, I, I think perfectionism is one of the great plagues of our time. Um, we all hold ourselves to these, you know, impossible standards. And I think social media has contributed to that to, to a large degree because you see everybody's finish line. You see the podium and the medal around their neck and you don't see all the work that they did to get there, all the imperfect days. Everybody has them. So I like to tell people, hey, if you have a failure, um, pat yourself on the back because it means you're moving forward. That's yeah. a perfectly normal part of the process. So it is not anything to be afraid of or concerned about or worried about. It's perfectly normal. So if you have a bad day, it's fine. You have to be okay with that stuff you can't get so rigid that there's no flexibility and fluidity for life to take place um, sometimes the kids will wake up early and come interrupt me and I don't get to do my morning routine or sometimes sure uh, you know I've I have I have days where I just want to roll over and go back to bed and I say you know what I don't care but I'm just gonna go back to bed because it feels great and um, and then the key though for me is I not to do that twice because as soon as twice happens it begins the pattern mm. and it turns into a habit very easily and then you'll find yourself going down the road Two weeks later going, what happened? Did I used to meditate? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. 
And so I kind of use that as a rule of thumb. You know, if I mess up once or twice here and there, that's fine. Just don't let it happen twice in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's other tactics you can use. There's the, the Jerry Seinfeld method that uh, you see talked about on the internet where every, he did this in one of his episodes and it kind of yeah. stuck where he wrote a red X on every day and you, the goal is to not ever miss a red X. And so you kind of hold yourself accountable by, um, you know, all that work and you don't want to have, you have to miss, you know, it's, it's a gamification method. Yeah. Some apps will do that. Like, you know, you get to check in every day and it shows you all the days that you did it and everything. Yeah. So it's just a way for you to um, hold yourself accountable. Yeah. and stay motivated because you don't want to mess up that pattern. Um, there, there's a few other tactics and things that you can do, but the bottom line, you know, don't get so caught up that you can't enjoy life a little bit and let things happen. Yeah, nobody's perfect. It happens. Absolutely. I'm going to do a little plug for a um, mastermind group that I just uh, announced and I'm taking applications for because you were just talking about accountability and gamification. And um, so I've, I've opened the doors for this uh, thing called the Hell Yes 10, and we're going to be using some gamification elements. And I've found that to be um, really, I have this app, do you know the, the, the app Forest? Um, it's a, it's kind of like a, a Pomodoro technique. Uh, okay. Yeah. App, I'm but, familiar with the Pomodoro. I, I'm not, I'm not using Forest currently, but I'll, I'll check into it. It sounds interesting. Yeah. So what you do is, you know, you, uh, for example, with the Pomodoro technique, I would set a, uh, uh, a period of time. 40 minutes is usually the time I, the time block that I go with. And, um, you know, I've had mixed results with that in the past with other timers, but with this one, you grow a tree for every, uh, you know, time block that you accomplish. And I if see. you, if you break the time block, you kill the tree you get a tree stump <laughs> in your forest. Yeah. And it's amazing how the, just that one little thing, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a little digital symbol of a tree or a tree stump um, is really motivating. It's like, I don't want to kill the tree. I've got, I've got to keep going. Look, I can't be interrupted right now. I've got uh, 10 more minutes until my tree is grown sort of thing. So, um, yeah. Who wants to have a dead tree on their conscience, right? That's a lot of weight to carry around. There's enough going on, right? So um, yeah. Anyway, that's just enjoyable. Yeah, that's fun. Um, any, any little tactic like that you can set up for yourself. Um, you can come up with your own. I mean, that's just a really crazy, fun, silly way to keep you on track, but yet it works. And there's, there's a lot of uh, tools and techniques like that, that you can use to hold yourself accountable and keep yourself motivated when you really don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, what, one other topic was you said, okay, the five things that I'm going to do today and I start with number one. Now, how, how do you prioritize? Like, how do you, you know, I've, I've worked a little bit with this one thing and I haven't quite gotten it yet where I'm able to say like, oh, here's the one thing I need to do today. Um, I can usually get it down to the, maybe the top two or three or something like that. But how, how do you, do you have any kind of system to help you evaluate like, okay, this is the first thing I'm going to do? Yeah. So <clears throat> The key for me is to write these out the night before. So yeah. you want to make your, your plans in a good state of mind. Um, don't use your morning hours to come up with what you're going to do for the day because that's, uh, you're not using them as effectively as you could. The night when you are wrapping up your day and you're calmed back down and you're relaxing, getting ready for bed, you're in a nice peaceful state. It's a good time to think about tomorrow and that's when I prioritize my day. And it takes me five minutes. It's a five-minute day plan meeting with myself that I sit down and I just write down the things that I feel are the most important, starting with the first one. So what's most important is really for me, what's gonna impact um, or move me closer to my vision the fastest. And so that's kind of a, a filter that I use to, you know, um, to weigh what's, gonna, what's most important. There really are um, 150 million things that you can do that are good. And of those, you know, only a handful that are great. 
you know, as you would call like a hell yes item on your to-do list. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the thing. So we can spend our lives doing good things and not getting very far because they don't matter that much. Right. Usually what it comes down to for entrepreneurs is, you know, are, how are you impacting sales? Um, how are you impacting the bottom line? That's a big one. But, you know, it's not, that's not it for everybody. I mean, if you're a writer, it's important that you're just writing. You're producing content every day. That's the one thing. And so everything else is kind of uh, just, it doesn't matter that much. And so you, you kind of have to figure out what is it that I'm growing into, my vision, and what of these five things is the most important to move me closer to that vision. Or if it's a smaller term uh, timeline, your one main goal. What is the one main goal? And that I'm trying to achieve and what's going to move me closer to that. And that's the most important thing. You put that at the top of your list. Yeah. 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 Boy, it's just a, definitely a work in progress for me. And I, I think that this is, this is what I'll try to challenge myself with is you're talking about doing, having that little five minute meeting um, at the end of the day. When I get to the end of the day, I just want to go to bed. You know, so I, I have a hard time wanting to sit down and go, okay, what am I going to work on tomorrow? But I know yeah. that that works best. Um, I, I uh, you know, John Lee Dumas. Uh, yes. Yeah, from EO Fire. Yep. He was on the show, uh, and he at the time was, I think it's called the uh, the uh, uh, well, it, it was a, it's a journal, and it was basically a system that was, uh, you know, had some things in common to what you're talking about there, and yeah. and definitely um, a linchpin was sitting down with yourself the night before, don't like, don't wake up and not know what you're going to do. So I think that's that's something that I'll really try to work on, so just setting myself up for success. Uh, the yeah, next, sure. Next day. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting what you say, you know, I, uh, I just want to go to bed. Um, and I think a lot of us can relate to that. It's the end of the day, you're tired, you worked hard, you're like, you know, but that's how you've always done it. So your brain just goes there, right? So it's just now's the time where I start winding down and go to bed. Over uh, the small period of time, you can change that just by interrupting your habit. And at first, it might be a little tedious, it might be a little hard, it might, might be some nights where you have to force yourself to do it. Once it becomes a, a habit, then your brain will start looking towards your five-minute meeting instead of your bed first. It'll just, it's just what you're used to, and you just have to reprogram a little bit of what you're used to, and then it becomes the thing you start doing naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. I think this is a great little taste, hell yes, lifers, of... Um, you know, all the, uh, all the different elements of productivity. And I, I certainly think that, you know, Matthew, I could have you on again to, to delve more into this. And of course, um, we'll, we'll make sure and get your, um, you know, where you're located on the internet and so forth. Uh, so people can, uh, you know, find out more if, if they're interested, because it sounds like you've got a sure. lot of great resources on your website. Um, before we go, let me just ask a couple of my other, you know, maybe non-productivity related questions. Um, <laughs> And, you know, so maybe take me through, you've been done, a few, okay, I want to talk about the pet portraits. So <laughs> you've, you've done a few different things as an entrepreneur, um, and, but uh, pet portraiture is one of them, so do tell. Yeah, so um, I went through art school, and funny thing, and you know, the history behind that, everybody told me that I could draw. I didn't really have a plan for my life. I didn't really look ahead and see what kind of career it's going to produce or anything like that. I just went to art school because everybody said I was a good artist. And so I went, got a BFA in illustration. Um, and then I found out about uh, when I was graduating that that wasn't really what I w wanted to do with the rest of my life. So I gained a skill, went in, fortunately found uh, advertising and marketing, became a creative director where I could exercise my creative muscles that I learned in illustration, but in a different way that was more exciting to me. Um, so fortunately, that, that worked itself out. 
But in the meantime, you know, I had the skill of being able to draw and I love drawing. It's uh, something I have always enjoyed doing. I've done it with the, you know, whenever I have downtime or something, I'll just pick up a, a pencil and, and, and just draw. I, I'm not good at, you know, coming up with stuff out of my head and drawing like a cartoon character or a comic book artist. But if I can see it, I can draw it. And so if I can get a good piece of scrap material, a, a reference, then I can, I can do it. And I perfect, especially love pets. And so I started drawing pets a little while ago, well, several years ago. And I got kind of, uh, I would do it for charities. I'd auction off, you know, a pet portrait or, a, you know, a custom pet portrait or something, just my way of contributing, giving back. And I enjoyed it and uh, had a few people along the way come up, start approaching me. And so I, I kind of kept it um, a little bit just as my playground, my little uh, sandbox. Um, but I still enjoy it. And sometimes I'll just pick up a pencil and, and start drawing. I, I work in dry medium, just pencil and paper or charcoal. And I like recording it and doing uh, time-lapse videos with it and things like that. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great outlet and uh, helps me unwind and I just turn on some music and let, you know, just let the fingers and the arm just go. <laughs> Awesome. Just enjoy the paper and the texture. Yeah, it's fun. Awesome. Yeah, I, I just love I love hearing that, that like, oh, yeah, oh, Matt's the productivity guy. And by the way, he also does <laughs> awesome pet portraits over here. I I, I think people are so multi multifaceted, and and uh, I think you know every everybody is even people who consider themselves specialists. Um, so I just love to hear about the different aspects of people. Um, yeah, it's fun. What, maybe as we wind down then, Matt, like, is, is there any, you've already given us a lot of great value and productivity tips. Are there any um, resources or quotes or tips that come to mind uh, that you would uh, leave our listeners with? Um, yeah, you know, that's a, a great question. I don't even know where to start with that because there's so many different things that, that you can say and, and do. Um, I guess one of the big things for me is um, the law of action. You hear a lot of people talk about the secret, the law of attraction, and what I realized one day, I, I looked at it, and I'm like, you know, if you, if you, if you cross off the ATT and R, you have the law of action, mm -hmm. which is more than 60, it's more than half of the word, but yet the law of attraction is always about, you know, if you just think about it, it'll come. Right. And I had this, I had the hardest time reconciling all this for a while. I was like, you know, a lot of people swear by it. So there must be something to it. They did a whole movie and written books about, you know, just, but I can't imagine just thinking of a Lamborghini and I go down to my driveway, it's not there. You know, I can think about it a hundred times. It's still not there. So I'm like, yeah. there's gotta be some missing element. And that's when I love this advice is the law of attraction is 60% action. Mm. You, know, you break down the letters. And so you can put it out there in the universe, but if you're sitting there doing nothing, yeah, it's not going to happen. So yeah. what I think is the way it happens, you put it out there and it's, it, it, you know, puts it into action. It starts, but you have to go get it. Yeah. So it'll be there and you'll find help along the way just by moving forward. So the big, biggest advice I give to people, young entrepreneurs starting out is just start doing stuff. Don't worry about being perfect. Um, don't worry about chasing your passion. I think that's bad advice. I think you should chase your curiosity. I think if something piques your curiosity, it could easily turn into a passion. Hmm. I think if you're not monetizing something long enough, a passion can turn into a big chore. You know, yeah. so the, the whole idea of passion is so big and sometimes so hard to wrap your mind around that it's, it's hard to just take that as advice. So I say, just move forward on stuff, especially if you're younger, if yeah. you're still in college or high school or something, I have a soft spot for those people because I missed out by just doing what everybody else told me to do. Just go to art school because you're a good artist, but it wasn't really what I wanted. Yeah. It was just what everybody told me. And so I just followed a path that it wasn't mine and found out later in life, I should have done something different. So I say, explore. 
you know, go do a, a one day internship or go, you know, try and do something. If you're looking for what your thing is, just try it. Just do something. Who cares what it is and who cares if you're going to fail? Because you got nothing to lose anyways. You haven't started a business. You haven't started anything. You're, you're just starting out. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. So don't be afraid of failure. Embrace it. Take action. And that law of attraction, you know, that whole, that whole cycle thing will kick in in a unique way. But action is, is the biggest part of that whole idea. I love that. I'm going to uh, try to remember that, that, uh, that action is 60% of attraction or of yeah. the law of attraction. Yeah. I, I, I was remembering, I think I saw a, an interview with Jim Carrey a long time ago. I think he was on Oprah or something. And he was talking about how he used to go sit up in the Hollywood Hills and he had this check that he had written oh, yeah. for a million dollars. And uh, that, you know, there was some, some point, I forget which movie it was, uh, Cable Guy or whatever it was, uh, that where, where he was actually given a check for a million dollars. But he was saying himself, like, you know, you can't just um, vi visualize something and then go eat a sandwich. You know, you yeah. got to go, go actually do something, you know. And so exactly. his, his point wasn't that he just went up and sat in the Hollywood Hills and, and looked at this check. He was taking action all the time. But I think that both of those things can work. I think I, it couldn't hurt to sit, or, you know, kind of sit and and visualize the future that you you want to step into. But yeah, absolutely. Without the uh, uh, the sixty percent action piece, um, you're just going to be sitting up there. Yeah, yeah. The visualization is really important because that gets you excited. It gets your vision clear of where you're going. Um, it's just that uh, there's a lot of people that that's kind of where it stops. You know, yeah. the, the, the they they'll take the the idea the way it was intended a little bit to the extreme yeah. where i'm just gonna you know just envision 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 and you've got to take action you know awesome. without action you, you don't have anything really it's not going to happen on its own awesome so matt where on the internet can we find you and you know feel free to mention anything you've got going on that you think would be beneficial for our listeners to know about sure so um i have a website it's three by five goals.com so 3x5s, like a 3x5 card. So 3x5goals.com. Um, I'm all over there. Um, I do a lot of writing and things. My social media platform of choice right now is Facebook. Um, someday I'll probably shift over to LinkedIn. I keep hearing a lot of good things about it. But I am on LinkedIn. I'm just not as active there as I am on Facebook. Um, and so those are my two. Those are my two. It's an easy way to connect and get a hold of me there. Um, otherwise, you'll probably find me writing. And uh, I'm branching out now into uh, public speaking and, and corporate trainings and things. So going to be uh, hitting the road and uh, taking this knowledge and these concepts on the road. But in the meantime, I love working one-on-ones with entrepreneurs. Um, I do have a challenge that I give everybody. You can find it on the website. Um, I can set up a unique link for the Hell Yes listeners. Um, it's, it's called a One Perfect Day Challenge. And um, it takes all these principles that I've been talking about. It's a downloadable form. And there's a little checklist. And uh, I'll walk you through all of these things that we've been talking about. And, and the goal is to get it all done exactly like that. And uh, you would have what we would consider the perfect day. And so where you've hit everything and you can feel good going to bed that night, having done everything you possibly can, you string enough of those together and you're going to have a perfect week and eventually a perfect month. And then, a, you know, an amazing life. It just, it happens over time and it's those small consistencies. So I love getting people started on just, you know, let's just have one zinger of a day where you hit everything, where you do everything great. You can do one. Everybody can commit to one. Cool. So that's what this challenge is all about. Um, all right. and I'll, I'll send you a link and you can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll have a, a unique link for you guys and, and you can just download. It's a free download and you can print it out and then just kind of fill it out and see, how, see what you think. See, see how some of those principles that I discovered uh, might impact everyone else. 
All right, Matt. Uh, so hell, hell yes, entrepreneurs out there listening, let's take Matt up on his challenge. I will have the uh, link in the show notes to the perfect day exercise as well as uh, Matt's website and so on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I, I want to take that challenge. I feel like if I could, you know, get some, some kind of uh, way to structure the day and have that one perfect day, that'll give me some hope for my, <laughs> my productivity ills. There you go. <laughs> so there you sounds go. Good. Well, Matt, thanks so much for joining us and I hope you can join us again soon. Well, it's been my pleasure. Just let me know and, and we'll do this again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite RSS feed. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review. And if you want to stay connected, visit hellyeslife.com and sign up for the e-newsletter and private Facebook group. Again, I'm Norman Bell. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get out there and live a hell yes life.